You're listening to the Luke Page Podcast, episode number 57. Make sure you click subscribe so you can stay up to date because I release an episode most weeks. Uh, you can also find me over on Instagram. My handle there is at Luke underscore page. Um, we've got a, uh, a live workshop coming up called Own Your Niche. We open this one up every maybe three to four months. And basically what it is, it's a workshop that helps coaches get super clear on your niche. So if you're a coach right now and you've got confusion around your niche, maybe you're just starting out, or even if you've been doing this for years and you still got confusion about what that niche is or not too sure the best and most effective way to communicate it. Um, and even if you've done a program or some course that have taught you how to find your niche, but you still got confusion, you've got to check out this workshop. Um, there's so many amazing reviews and testimonials on it. Um, I normally sell this thing for $197 on my website. You can buy that right now. Every uh, four months or so, I actually do it as a live workshop and I do a bit of a special. So right now, you can grab a ticket for 48 bucks. That live workshop is on Saturday, the 12th of February at 3 p.m. EST, which is um, New York time. So uh, if you want to grab your ticket, there's going to be a link in the show notes, but it is um, the link is, uh, it's uh, what is it? Go.lukepage.com.au forward slash O-Y-N, which is uh, this own your niche. Anyway, let's get into this thing. This episode's all about how to be healthy AF without sacrificing the enjoyment of your life. Um, health is a topic and subject that I'm really passionate about. And um, just a little word of warning on this episode. There's going to be some things that I share that um, you may not agree on. So come into this with an open mind. And um, this is what works for me, yeah? We're all, everyone's different. So I would suggest that it's not, okay, you do every single thing that I'm doing here, but just listen out what, what are things that you resonate with and you like the sound of, then write it down and give it a go yourself. And if there's anything that maybe you don't, is it, okay, that's not really my style, then easy, let it go. But anyway, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my life's vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. All right, everybody, what is up? Um, I've been wanting to do this episode um, for a few weeks. I've been trying to actually get Courtney on for this. Um, Courtney's my wife. Uh, we actually re- recorded a podcast episode about a month or so, which was um, it was a long one. It went for like an hour and 45 minutes, and it was on our journey to falling pregnant. And since that episode... Um, I just actually thought of the idea of getting her on more because, um, you know, we had fun doing it and I actually struggle doing podcasts by myself. Um, I'm, I'm fine when I've got someone um, and when I've got a guest on, yeah, because I'm obviously talking to someone, asking questions. But when it's just me by myself, I struggle to like talk like really well because I'm just like having a conversation with myself, if that makes sense. Um, I can do one. I can I can do a podcast for like a little bit, but to have it like really in depth, I find that when I have someone next to me and with me, I'm kind of bouncing off someone and their energy. Uh, I just feel the podcast is is more effective. And moving into 2022, I really wanted to kind of step things up a little bit with my podcast. I've had it for about two and a half years. We're up to close to 60 episodes now. Um, and we've been releasing an episode basically once every two weeks, but I've really just held back with the podcast. I know that I, I could have gone harder with it, but I just haven't wanted to. But one of the things that I, um, I have in our vision is to have, you know, a, a, a podcast that is at the top of our industry. So I just thought, you know, 2022, we're going to um, ramp it up a little bit, not go intense with it, but ramp up a little bit. So you may have noticed that, um, you know, we're starting to do, uh, little snippets on like the I'll be posting them on our IG stories of you know little previews into each episode um, and as opposed to doing one episode every two weeks we're going to be doing them more often so they may not be every week but you're going to get some where they're actually you know released every week consecutively excuse me I'm just uh drinking my breakfast 
here I've got um, a smoothie, which I've been, yeah, I've been basically having the same smoothie for like so long, eight years or something. We've got a Nutribullet. Um, we're actually about to get a new, well, we need to get a new Nutribullet because this is at the end of its life. But the Nutribullet's been an amazing investment for us. Um, we've had two over the last probably eight years. And mind you, Monday to Friday, basically 95% of the time, this thing's getting used in the morning. Yeah. So it's a lot of neutral bullets. So it's served as well, but we're ready. It's this one's the one that's we've got now starting to play up a little bit. So we're probably close to getting on. So I'm drinking my breakfast right now, which is a, um, it's banana, it's berries, it's uh, oats, it's almonds, it's water, it's spinach, and there's a little bit of protein powder in as well. That's what I normally have for breakfast Monday to Friday. It's nice and easy. It's pretty healthy. And yeah, it's easy to go. It's like you could smash it really quickly. Um, I get it I get it prepared the night before work. So I have it um, get it all done the night before. So when I wake up in the morning, I've just got to basically put it on the neutral and breakfast is ready to go. So this episode, I wanted to um talk about um I want to talk about how to be healthy, yeah. Um how to be healthy AF, not only just healthy, how to be healthy AF, um, but without sacrificing the enjoyment of your life. Um, there's plenty of really in the know people out there. Compared to me, I'm not an extremist when it comes to health, but I'm very healthy. Um, when I say an extremist, when it comes to say exercise, I don't work out crazily hard. My diet, my diet is not intense. Yeah, I don't sit there and measure stuff and you know, don't drink alcohol and like this, I all, I just kind of live my life from a health sense, like fairly just like, yeah, I'm conscious and, and aware of it and I prioritize it and I put effort into it, but I just don't go hard like some health people do, right? Um, and I know for most of us, the everyday person don't, doesn't have the time and the effort, the knowledge to be doing all the shit that these really healthy people um, and health experts, and no, not not dishing the, dishing the health experts. Uh, I'm just saying that I, I, I'm very healthy, but I just do it in a um, a kind of a natural, flowy way. So I just want to kind of share. Like, um, I remember I was at a uh, I was at a share seminar. So this seminar, this is this is like what am I thirty? This is probably ten years ago, and I went to this little um, this seminar thing, which I paid. I think like 10 grand for back in the day. And this guy basically taught you, I was doing a program how to invest in the shares um, in particular, like Forex and CFDs and stuff. And the um, owner of this company was up on stage and he had this little shake. Yeah. And he's drinking this like green shake. And this is kind of back when, you know, shakes weren't massive back in those days. Right. And everyone's kind of like, what's it? Hey, what are you, what are you drinking? Because all he was doing is drinking this thing. Like, for, I think it was like a three day event, right? And he's just drinking the shake. And he spoke about this shake and what it all had and all this special stuff. And he, and he said, he goes, I haven't been sick. I can't remember the exact amount of years. Yeah. He might have said something like seven years. He goes, I haven't been sick in seven years. And then I'm like, in my head, like, bullshit. <laughs> absolute bullshit and he's like i haven't been the doctor i haven't been sick in seven years he goes i eat healthy and a lot of what i do is i drink this shake it's like a massive part of my diet and he had like all the special powders and stuff like that um and the reason why i'm kind of telling this story is that back when i was at this seminar i used to get sick I wouldn't say a lot, but just like every other person, yeah, like sick multiple times a year. You know, you go to the doctor every now and then, just like kind of like wasn't over the top with sickness, but it's like everyday person, you get sick and you get unwell and you get cold and flu and that type of thing. And my reality was um, when he said that I haven't been sick in seven years, I said, bullshit, it's not possible because everyone that I know gets sick. I didn't believe it. But, you know, fast forward to now, 2022, I'm 35, almost about 10, 36. I seriously now get it because I haven't been sick in four to five years at least. And I'm talking about have not been to the doctors once, yeah, apart from getting um, uh, like a vaccine, not, not the, um, I'm, not, I'm not vaxxed uh, for the COVID, but I have been vaxxed with, uh, like we went to Africa and stuff for a honeymoon. Like we got 
well, I had to get, I got five vaccines in one sitting. I had to get all these stuff for, for Africa. Um, and <laughs> they said you need like, can't remember what they were, like hep B or C or typhoid and yellow fever and this, 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 um, rabies and all this stuff. And like I had to, they basically said, you have to come back over four to five sittings. And I said, I haven't got time for that. I go, can you just like, can you just do it all now? And I got five vaccines in one sitting, legit. Crazy stuff, right? Um, so I, 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 I haven't been sick legit. And I just kind of wanted to like, and this is like rare, like how, how often do people not get sick these days? And obviously everything with that's going on right now with, um, with COVID, I'm not saying I won't get it, but I still haven't got it. Um, and mind you, all my family, my friends around me are getting it and I still haven't got it. And uh, there's a there's a there's a reason for that, yeah. There's a reason why um, I haven't got sick. And again, not saying that I won't or can't get it. And who who knows? Maybe I have got it, but uh, because my the, the state of my health, it didn't affect me at all. Who knows? But um, I just wanted to kind of share like a few things that I I do. And a lot of this stuff, it's not groundbreaking. Yeah, it's like you've you've done it, you've heard it before. Um, but if you know, if you are someone that does get sick time to time and you're wanting to know, okay, what's like a kind of a normal approach, um, what's some ideas and how hey, I'm going to share them. Obviously, we're talking, we're discussing the subject of health here. Um, you've got to find what works for you. Yes. Yeah? I want to put this little disclaimer in it. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, don't have a medical background. I have basically no official training in health. Um, saying that, doesn't mean I can't speak about it. Yeah. I can speak about it because, um, for example, there are a lot of unhealthy doctors out there. And this is what I always talk about is that um, there's doctors that may intellectually know about health, but they don't live it themselves. Um, I would rather learn from someone that actually lives and breathes it. Yeah. So, from an intellectual point of view, is like, yeah, I don't have any qualifications here. Right. Um, but, you know, if you, if you say that, hey, I haven't been sick in five years or whatever it is, then maybe I do know something. Um, I'm going to share what I do and the rough things. So basically how to be healthy AF, yeah, without sacrificing the enjoyment of your life, which means that you're not restricting your diet so much and you're basically not drinking alcohol, you're not doing anything that, that sacrifice your life comes down to three things. What you put in your body, what you put in your mind and what type of energy that you hold in your body. Yes, we're getting a little woo if you want to call it. But just, it's not woo. This is legit stuff. So I'm going to start with the body because now we've all heard it. Um, now, my diet. Now, before I go on this, yeah, I want to put a second disclaimer. This is what works for me. I'm not saying this works for everyone or you. You've got to figure out what works for you. I'm only sharing my story. Don't message me and blast me about, oh, that's not right, Luke. Look, this is just me, my story. Um, take what you want, leave what you want, yeah? So... <laughs> First thing is diet. Um, I am a, what I call, this is what I call, a 99% vegetarian. Um, meat eaters hate me saying this. I don't know why, but my mates that are meat eaters just give me shit about it. It's like I can't say this. At the end of the day, I can call myself whatever I want. You can call yourself whatever I want. The fact is 99% of my diet is basically vegetarian, yeah? Um, I used to smash meat i would say 60 percent of my diet used to be meat i i still to this day eat meat and fish i enjoy the taste of meat my favorite um food in the world is an eye fillet so if i ever go to like to a special night out with courtney or something we have like a um sometimes with courtney's work we get like five course like we go to these little nights because she works for um tennis australia in the australian open Sometimes you get some pretty cool perks and like we'll go out to um, some restaurant and you get all your meals shouted and things like that. And it's five courses and there's wine and all that. So whenever I go to things like that, I always eat meat. Why? Because I believe that when it comes to food, ultimately kind of not including meat, I feel that you miss out. But I don't eat it every meal because I don't feel that I need it every single meal, right? So 99% of the time, I, it's a vegetarian diet. But when I choose to, <laughs> I eat meat. So I don't call myself a vegetarian because then that is not true because I do eat meat and fish every now and then. I call myself a 99% vegetarian. So if you're pissed off me calling, calling it that, tough titties. Um, so 99% of my diet is, uh, is vegetarian. Now, reason why we went vegetarian, Courtney and I, 
years and years ago is because of an animal thing. You know, we love animals and not going to get into the depths of it, but just kind of like having compassion for animals. Yeah. I did like a 30 day meat free challenge going from, you know, 60% of my diet being meat to doing 30 days meat free challenge. Courtney jumped on it with me. And from there, we just basically never went back to eating meat. Yeah. And we kind of got a bit of an insight into how animals are treating and that just treated um, the in production for our meat. And that just didn't sit well for us. And look, there's obviously ways to farm animals that are sustainable and, you know, hum- fairly humanely treated compared to maybe stuff that's in the supermarket, which is pretty extreme. So there's different options, but this in general is just like, well, we love animals and kind of like us, we just felt that, hey, if we keep on eating meat when we feel we don't have to, it's not really aligned with our values if we, hey, we're sitting here and we're loving animals and we're going to different countries and, you know, getting photos and seeing animals and that type of thing, right? Cool. No judgment if you're a meat eater. I still eat meat, yeah? All good. We're still friends, yeah? Still friends. I know this is a touchy subject. This is a touchy subject for people, but we're just having a conversation here, right? I just want to quickly jump in and talk about a program of ours called The Leading Coach, which helps coaches grow a six-figure-a-year business organically. Now, if you're a coach and you're currently making, on average, between zero and $5,000 a month, and you want to learn how to get more clients and take your business to the next level, and you've been following us for a little bit and you just love our style and our approach and what we're all about, then right now you can join the waiting list to The Leading Coach. Now, we only open up enrollments to TLC a few times a year. So um, by joining the waiting list, basically you'll be put on a notification list and be notified of when we open the doors next. And you'll also be one of the first that gets access to the Leading Coach program page, which includes all the details about what's in it, what it includes, and all the information so you can make a decision um, about whether the program is exactly what you need or not. Uh, So the link to join the waiting list is lukepage.com.au forward slash TLC. I'll also pop that link in the show notes as well. So anyway, let's get back to the episode. So 99% vegetarian. Um, I can basically say that since becoming that, doing that diet for me, have I been healthy? And the answer is 100% yes. And the reason for that is I've found that it's it's easier to eat shit food when you can eat meat. That's what I found. Why? Because you can just go to McDonald's or KFC or Hungry Jack's or Burger King or whatever you call it, right? Now, the argument it is that, oh, well, you could still go to Macca's and get some chips, yeah? But it's like kind of like that. It doesn't. the meal doesn't satisfy you as much. You know, if you go to Macca's and you're like, oh, you know, you're feeling like a shitty meal, you want the Big Mac and you want the chips and all that type of thing. That's maybe a meal that satisfies you, but just going there just for chips, it's kind of like a snack. So you're less likely to go to like all these takeaway places. Like I literally very rarely go to Macca's and all those takeaway joints now. I go to Subway, but um, KFC, Macca's, Burger King, like basically never. Red Rooster, basically never. Used to always, but never. So I just think that when you cut more meat out of your diet, you're kind of like forced to eat healthier in a way. It's kind of like, well, how do you make your meals up, right? And usually your portion of your meals, and mind you, you can have a bowl of pasta, for example, but usually to get your meals together, like you've usually got to put veggies and salads in there, yeah? So that just naturally makes you eat easier. I don't take any vitamins at all, nothing at all. Um, you know, there's kind of all these myths about, uh, where do you get your protein from if you don't eat meat and you're going to get low on iron and all this rubbish. Absolute BS. Um, if, if, you know, if this is maybe of an interest to you to kind of eat less meat, just go do your own research. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and kind of lecture on it, but just go do your own research. And if you feel it's working for you, awesome, stick to it. If it's not, don't stick to it. Um, so, you know, I eat junk food, <laughs> I eat chocolate and all that type of thing. Um, but in general, most of my meals are fairly healthy. Yeah. When it comes to drinking, I don't drink like 99% of what I drink is water. And I think this is a huge one. Yeah. So if you're smashing soft drink and all that type of thing, I think this is where it fucks your body. I grew up drinking soft drink. Um, 
And I remember I basically drank nothing but soft drink. My dad, my dad drank nothing but soft. My dad recently passed away from cancer. And you know, one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about health is because of my dad, because I grew up with my dad being unhealthy and ultimately he lost his life to it. From a mindset point of view, my dad was great. I don't believe he got cancer because of his mind. I, got, uh, I believe he got cancer because of what he was putting in his body Yeah, for a long extended amount of time. Um, and my dad used to just drink nothing but soft drink. <laughs> I never drank water crazily. And I'm like, I'm like legit. Like this is like no exaggeration. He would not ever drink a glass of water. It's like Coke, Coke, soft drink, lemonade, that type of thing. So yeah, 99% of what I drink is water. The other 1% is probably beer. <laughs> But the great thing about when you eat a lot of veggies, yeah, and fruit, there's a lot of water in it, yeah. So you're getting heaps and heaps of water. Um, let's talk about exercise. Um, here's the thing with exercise: I do, I do, um, I surf. I really love, I love, I love surfing. Yeah, I really enjoy it. There's so many things about surf surfing that I like. Number one, I just it makes me feel great. I'm in the ocean. I'm in the natural environment of the world. There's salt going over my body. I'm out with the waves. I'm in nature. Number two, it's obviously bloody fun catching a wave. Yeah, you feel awesome. Number three, it's a challenge. Like it's really challenging to figure out how to actually surf and get through and learn new tricks and ride a long wave and like that. So it's it's challenging. So that makes you feel good. Uh, the next thing is I like being scared in life. Um, I like being I, I, like the f- fear actually excites me and um, a healthy fear. Yeah. And uh, there's, you know, it's, it's pretty often that I get scared surfing, like especially if I'm going out in bigger stuff. And, you know, when you kind of go out there and face your fears and you, you make a wave or you survive the session, you walk out, you just, I feel great from doing it. So it's got all these amazing things. Yeah. The camaraderie with surfing with your friends, everything like that. So when it comes to exercise, the key to exercise is doing something that you love um, that involves, sorry, the key to exercise is is doing something that um, you actually enjoy doing. Yeah. So you're doing something that you enjoy doing, but involves exercise. So a big part of my exercise routine is because of surfing. Number one, I love surfing, yeah? So you're going out there, you're surfing, you're exercising. Cool, sweet. The next thing I do in exercise is I do yoga and I probably do yoga, I would say on average twice a week. Again, it's not like seven days a week, twice a week. And the reason, and I don't love doing yoga. When I do yoga after the session, I feel great, yeah? But as in to go do yoga, it's always like a push as in kind of like, oh, do I have to do it? That type of thing. Yeah. I don't love getting into it. But the thing that kind of makes me want to do yoga is because it helps out with number one, my surfing. Yeah. Cause I can, I'm a way more flexible. Um, I'm kind of stronger with my body as well. And also two, I think yoga is great for, because, you know, I work at home a lot of the time, so I'm kind of sitting down a lot. I think it's really great that I'm stretching and moving my body and that helps out with, you know, if I don't do these stretches, I'm probably going to get back pain from sitting down and all that type of thing. Um, then we've got weights. Now, I used to smash the gym. Yeah, you should see some photos of me back in the day. Uh, <laughs> um like I used to smash gym. My life was gym. It was all that getting massive, ripped, large, all that type of thing. Um, I've grown up and I've got a wife and I don't need to impress chicks anymore. So, uh, yeah, I don't really do weights anymore, but I've got um, like a small small set of weights. And, again, I kind of do the weights thing just to help out with serving. So I just do like light stuff and I feel that this makes me a little bit stronger. So all these little exercise that I do, all these exercises that I do, the reason why and the thing that helps me do it is because it's, it's involving something that I love, which is surfing. So the key to exercise, if you're someone who loves exercise, you're all good then. You've got no issues. But I'm talking to you if you're someone where it's like, hey, I know I should exercise, but I just can't be stuffed. I get home from work or I finish work and I've just got no energy. I just don't have the time, whatever it is. You've got to find something that you love doing and enjoy doing that involves exercise because then you don't have to actually think about it because you're having fun yeah so that's the key to it 
Um, and then it's the only other thing that we have is, um, you know, every single day I walk sunny. And that's kind of like some days, like I want to walk him. There's other days where I don't want to walk him. But at the end of the day, he's our dog. We love him. You know, he's in our place all day, every day, and he's a golden retriever. So it's like, we know that he's got to get out. So we have to walk him so that whether we want to get out or not, that gets us out and walking. So when it comes to exercise, excuse me, I don't really have to try because I've got these things pulling me to do the work. Yeah. It's easy to exercise it when you want to and you love it, but it's not so easy when you don't want to do it. And there's definitely times where I don't want to do this stuff, but because my surfing, because of Sunny, there are reasons pulling me to actually do the work. So that's the key there. Let's talk about sleep for a second. Um, now we're about to have a baby in, what is it? Five weeks or something, five, six weeks. And sleep is going gonna, is gonna to definitely be impacted here, yeah? Everyone tells us this. Um, a big part, and it'll be interesting to do if I redid this podcast in a few months' time to see how healthy I was because a big part of the reason why um, I don't get sick is because of sleep, yeah? Basically, most nights I'll get between seven and eight hours of sleep a night. Um, it's, it enables us to recover and rest and rejuvenate. Yeah, so if you're someone and you're not getting a lot of sleep and you find yourself getting sick, then sleep's just a given. And like I said, this ain't no cutting edge stuff here. This ain't this is not used. This is all basic stuff. But this is what I, we this is what I put priority on: sleep, getting sleep. Uh, medications. Don't I don't take any medication. Um, I will try and avoid medication as much as possible. I've found that as the older I've gotten. And I think it's got to do with social media and YouTube and just having the awareness of all this stuff. Um, I've grown up like with my kids' days where like, you know, you take a pill for this, you take a pill for that, you take a pill for that. But as I get older, I, my personal opinion on all, this, on all this stuff is that where possible, try and do it naturally. So not saying I don't. I will never take medication or anything like that. But what I do is I try and do things naturally. Yeah. I think the body is an amazing thing. Yeah. Our body, it really is. It's unbelievable. If you treat it right, it will serve you well. If you don't treat it right, it won't serve you well. So I'm just, I'm not as comfortable anymore putting um, stuff in my body and these medicines and medication in my body that I don't know a whole lot about. So when I have something going on with me, I will try and get through it naturally. So for example, um, every now and then I might get a slight headache. Now I can take a, I can take a Panadol or a Nurofen or a headache tablet, yeah? But I know that if I jump into and have a cold shower, my headache goes away, yeah? So that's what I do. It's like a natural remedy. And that may work for you. It may not. But, you know, there's, there's something, some things going on with you. Yeah. I would kind of challenge you to see, hey, is there a natural way of getting around that? And there may be, there may not be. Yeah. But I'll just try and look for like a, a natural, a natural remedy. Uh, last thing I've got down here from body is just talking about alcohol. Um, you know, there's alcohol is like pretty bad shit if you really look into it. But um, I drink alcohol every now and then. I don't drink it like, crazy amounts but like i might have on average maybe one drink a week on the weekend or something like that um every now and then i'll have a a special catch-up with my mates and you know i could have eight beers or something like that um so it's not like i don't drink alcohol i think alcohol is great in regards to socializing with people and kind of you know relaxing a little bit and having great conversations and a bit of fun and everyone loosening up and everything like that so I just wanted to mention that, hey, yeah, I do drink alcohol. I'm, no, I'm not no health freak here where I don't touch all this stuff. So even though I'm kind of doing this, this stuff that, you know, kind of contradicts what I'm talking about here, which is health, um, you can still do it without sacrificing the enjoyment of your life. So getting back to the meat thing, um, the reason why I didn't block off meat entirely is because um, another thing is that I feel that it takes away the social interaction with people. So usually when I catch up with my mates, for example, I would normally eat meat when I catch up with my mates. Why? Because they're all meat eaters. So we go out to the pub, they all order their food. 
they're all eating meat. So normally to be included and to join and, you know, to basically connect with the pack, I'll also eat meat that time. Yeah. So I just think for me, my decision was that I'm going to leave my little meat choice open. So when there's occasions where I feel like eating it or I feel, hey, I want to eat this so I can kind of join the group here. Um, that's why I've decided to do that. And the same thing with alcohol. I've got, I've known mates that have cut out alcohol entirely. And I know by far it has excluded them from interacting with the group. Fact. Absolute fact. They've cut out alcohol and then basically they come out and they hang out with us and they don't want to drink alcohol and they're kind of basically excluded. Why? Because we're all sitting there getting pissed. And, you know, when you're getting pissed, you, you're laughing more, you're telling better stories, and then you got that sober person out the side, yeah? <laughs> so, anyway, that's the body stuff. Okay, nothing new there, yeah? Let's go into the next section, which is mind. This is massively important. We've, ho- we've heard about the body stuff, yeah? Eat right, drink water, get sleep, standard stuff. When it comes to the mind... What you feed your mind 100% has an effect on your health. And this one I'm massively passionate about talking about, especially through going through this last couple of years with this COVID shit and the amount of bad stuff that has been fed into people's minds that has affected their health by 100%. It makes me a little bit, well, not a little bit, this makes me ill on what has been happening with people's minds and what the governments and the news, not all governments, but what um, some governments and the news have been spreading, um, it's not fair. So I really want you to be aware of this stuff because what you feed your mind, people, does it have an effect on your health and your body 100%, yeah? It's all connected. We're all, everything in our body is connected, yeah? Everything. So if you are stressed, for example, or if you are anxious or you're worrying all the time, that will have a physical effect on your body, yeah? And if you're constantly in a state of stress, your mind is in a state of stress, basically what you're doing is you're never getting, and I'm just going to make simplify this, yeah? You're basically never giving your body a time to shut down and relax and rejuvenate and repair. And when you don't give your body time to do that, what's going to happen? You're going to get sick or you're going to catch COVID or you're going to catch this thing over here or that thing over there, yeah? So I'm going to go through a few things that I do to protect because you have to do this stuff. Living in 2022 and being on social media and living in the world, you've got to be able to protect what's going in your mind. Otherwise, you're going to get taken and swallowed up by this thing. So let's talk about mindfulness. We've all heard meditation, yeah? I'm not a meditation junkie. I don't do it like, you know, as in sit down and cross my legs, close my eyes and hum for 20 minutes. I don't do that religiously. Do I do it from time to time? Absolutely, I do. I'll sit down for 15 minutes, close my eyes, breathe, be present, and be still and be there with myself. Yeah, so number one is meditation. If you don't do it, would I recommend it? I don't don't see any downside to anyone really, so yes. Um, One thing that I do when I get anxious and which I've kind of figured out why I get anxious. So, I mean, there's things that you get anxious because you're worrying about some, some occurrences that popped up in your life, yeah? But I was finding that I was getting anxious like every now and then, especially when I would watch a movie. And I'm not talking about watching a, a um, scary movie, but I tend to like would watch a movie and I'd start getting anxious. But I figured out why. So what I would do when I would watch movies is I would eat chocolate, yeah? So I figured out that sugar, chocolate, Whatever's in chocolate, I'm assuming it's sugar. Could be caffeine, but I'm I'm pretty sure based off the, the small amount of tests that I've done, is it sugar? Is that an oversupply of sugar makes me anxious? So if you're someone who gets anxious, I would say try and lower the amount of sugar that you're eating. Once I kind of picked up on this, I actually tried and tested it out and I stopped eating as much sugar and I'd watch a movie and I wouldn't eat chocolate and all that. And my anxiety when it comes like these weird anxiety when I watch movies, I just don't eat as much chocolate and sugar as much now. I've been doing it for a few weeks and I have not had any of these little anxious periods. So that's interesting when I drop that in there. But 
let's just say something does pop up in your life because it does. Yeah. Something, something happens in your life and you're like freaking out about it. When you're feeling anxious, this is what I do is I get my journal out and I write it down and this helps. It really does. I actually write it down what I'm thinking. So I just get my pen on the paper and I write down what is in my head. I don't know why, but this bloody works. It just like gets it out of your head. Yeah. And when you kind of realize what you're worrying about, it's like, oh, why am I even worrying about this? So you write down, okay, I am anxious because this, da, 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 because I said this to someone the other day and then they they got upset and I'm worried that they're going to say this and da, 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 da. And then I just write down, okay, what's something, you know, what, what's, what's the worst case scenario that can happen from this? Oh, well, this person here, you know, maybe doesn't like me. What can I do to change it? Oh, well, maybe just call them up and send them a message and say sorry or whatever it is and sort it out. That's it. So easy, just writing it down and doing something like that. And then you'll realize that, hey, this situation that I'm freaking out about, it's literally nothing. That helps me so much. Excuse me. Next thing is what you're feeding your mind, yeah? So news, everybody, turn it off. Don't listen to it. Erase the news from your life. This is about probably one of the best things that you can ever do. If you're serious about your health, if you're living in 2022, do not turn your TV on, yeah? Don't watch the news, number one. Number two is don't listen to the radio or whenever there's news comes on, you flick it over. And number three is that when you're on social media, just don't buy into all those news stations, yeah? Like just unfollow them and uh, sooner or later, they will stop showing up on your feed, yeah? This is huge. This is huge. The goal, let me, let me, and you may have heard this, but let me make this really clear, yeah? The goal of news outlets is to get viewers, yeah? Now, what gets viewers? What gets people to watch their news shows? Fear. Because if they do these news companies, right, if they don't have viewers, then they won't actually have money. People pay them money to advertise on their news stations, yeah? Because they're getting viewers, right? If they don't have viewers, then they don't get money. So in order for them to get money to stay in business, then they need to get people to watch their stuff. And the main way and strategy for them to actually get people to watch is by spreading fear. And it's got into a world now where things have become so crazy. The only way that you can get someone to actually stop and watch is it has to be extreme. And if you think about all your world events out there, this, every now and then there's an extreme case, but majority of them aren't extreme. So what happens is that they overinflate the reality and the truth to make it seem more extreme so it gets your attention. So the news, you've heard this before, it's fucking fake. It literally is. For you to sit there and trust the news these days, from, and I'm not talking about all news sources, but I'm talking about the main commercial ones, the news is fabricated, yeah, to hold your attention and they bend the truth massively, 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 massively. So by watching the news, you're basically subscribing to be fed fear, to be fed worry, to make you anxious, to make you think about the future. There's no hope and the world's ending. Yeah, they, they pop a little happy story here and there. But the news is meant to be, hey, we're reporting on what's actually happening in the world, but it's, it's actually not true, yeah? And again, this is on the main big stations. You'll find that smaller independents are generally better, yeah? But, you know, a lot of the independents still have, you know, they're biased for some reasons, yeah? So you've got to be kind of smart about this stuff. But in general, I've, I've, I've basically found in general, just stay away from the news stations, yeah? You will find out what you need to find out. Um, you know, people in the world will tell you anyway. So talking about other than news is, you know, careful with who you speak to because, you know, most people watch the news. Most people are um, controlled by it. And, you know, you go walk down the street and what are people going to talk about? They're going to talk about the news and stuff like that. So cancel the news. Do not watch it. 
don't listen to it unsubscribe to it that's a big one um the next thing is around about the the social media um social media is a great tool however it's a tool designed to get you addicted uh, if you haven't watched the social dilemma like definitely go and watch that i think it's on netflix it gives you a bit of an, a behind the scenes of what these social media platforms do. And it's very similar to what happens with, um, it's kind of like similar strategy to what's going on with the news outlets, right? The goal with a social media platform, we're going to take Facebook, for example, is where they make their money is from businesses advertising. Yeah. Facebook make their money by a business putting an ad on their platform. Now, businesses, as long as there are actually um, people to spread the actual ad to, so there's consumers out there that will possibly buy the product or click on your ad or something like that, as long as there's a demand for that, these businesses will keep paying money. But if there's not, which means if there's less users, less businesses will invest into Facebook and put ads out there. So Facebook, Instagram, all these TikTok, all these platforms, their goal is to keep you using their platform as long and often as possible because more users equates to more businesses investing their ads in the platform, which means more profit for the business. So if their goal is to keep you on there as long and often as possible, what they will do is they will do things to hook you and get you addicted, yeah? And I'm sure you've probably heard this stuff before. But it's important to have aware of this because no one's immune to this. Yeah, even when even myself, who I'm aware of what's going on, I still get hooked into social media. Still get hooked. Why? Because they're psych- they're using psychological strategies to hook me in. We all have needs in life. We all have a need for um, connection. We all have a need for um, significance to feel special. We all have a need for contribution. We all have a need for variety and certainty. And basically, these these platforms, these social media platforms, use these against us. That's why you know they will. um, They will. That's why they have the like post. Yeah, we get we post a photo, we get likes, we feel good about it. Um, That's that they have all these things included in the platforms that basically hook us in. So what I would recommend when it comes to social media, and this is what I, I do. Actually, no, I drop the recommendations. I'm just going to say what I do, and you can go for it or you don't go for it. One day a week off social media. Now, that may be like, oh, my gosh, like one day a week. Look, that's easy. I already take three days off. Well, if that's the case, then I would say it's fairly healthy. Yeah? And I, I mean, my business is run off social media, so for me to take three days off is probably not really as realistic at this stage in the future. Absolutely. I love the idea of that. But right now, usually, I usually just take Sundays off. So I just don't log into my social media apps on Sundays. I have at least one day off a week. Um, the next thing I do is a detox every 90 days. Social media detox. This is the best. Basically, what I do is I spend, uh, I probably take like one to two, maybe usually close to two weeks off every 90 days after I kind of finish a quarter for my business. I take uh, ninety days. Sorry, not days. I take two weeks off social media, so I log log out of Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, wherever I'm doing. Yeah, I log out of it all, and I'm not allowed to use social media for two weeks. It is complete cold turkey. Now, when I first do this, when I first log out, I am basically I had been conditioned to use social media and to use like it to log in. Usually, any little gap in my day. I'm being conditioned to pick my phone up and you know jump into the app. So you'll find that you'll have like a little addiction period where you're trying to get off the addiction of it. So for about, this usually takes about two to three days. When I first log out, I will automatically, not even, not even aware of what I'm doing, say if I've got a moment, I'll pick up my phone, I'm trying to click into Instagram and then it'll show, oh, you've got to log in here. So then I'm like, oh shit, I've forgotten that I'm actually not using social media. So this will uh, this will take a few days for you to actually for it to actually you know wear off, um, but once you do this, once you log out, 
and have a break for two weeks, like you come back on and you just like, you just feel so refreshed. All the stuff that maybe, you know, cause like with social media, there's a lot of pressure to comp- like be up with everyone else and, you know, we'll have that, have that perfect image and, you know, you're comparing yourself, all this type of stuff. And then there's a lot of junk that goes on there as well. So having a break from that is really good for your mind, really good for your mind. And the great thing about it is that you have all this extra time to now spend doing something else. So you got to figure out, okay, I don't have social media time now. And for some people, that is like crazy amounts of hours per day. Yeah, Some people spend like five to 10 hours a day on social media. So what are you going to do with 40, 50 more hours a week now now that you don't have social media? So highly, that's a, it's, this is such a massive thing that contributes to the health of my mind. Last thing when it comes to mind is self-love. So self-love is loving yourself, yeah? Loving yourself, giving, you, um, giving yourself love. If there's one thing that I want to teach our kids, that is to love themselves. We are so like in, in life where we're so, we're so insecure and we're so scared to be the person we want to be and do what we want to do in life. Why? Because we, we, we don't love ourselves. So that's one thing I really want to teach our kids is to, is to love themselves. And um, this may come easy for you. It may not come so easy. So if you feel that you're someone who already has a healthy love for yourself and it's not like a stuck-up love, it's a you love yourself, yeah? You may as well. You're with yourself all day, every day, and for 50, 60, 70, 120 years, so you may as well, may as well love who you are. So this may come easy for you. And if it does, then you're all good. You're lucky. You're very lucky. If it doesn't, then you need to put extra effort into giving yourself some love. And that could, depending on, you know, where you're at with this is what you actually do. And I, like a lot of the time, we, the way that we speak to ourselves is terrible. You know, that inside voice and the things that we say to ourselves is absolutely terrible. So you need to change that conversation that you have with yourself. Give yourself love. Give yourself respect. You know, when you try something, you make effort. Give yourself a pat on the back. Um, so self-love, this can be a whole new podcast, an episode. So I'm not going to go in the depths with that. But self-love is important, yeah? So what, the last thing I want to finish on is energy. So we've gone through body. We've gone through so what, what we feed our body, what we feed our mind. And the last thing on how to be healthy is energy. Everything is energy in the world, yeah? You and I are energy. So, um, you know, whether you're when you're whether you're a you're a believer in this energy stuff or not, heal up. Um, he, listen up for a second. Scientifically, it's actually proven. So, if you're kind of like a logical thinker and you need science behind things, there's actually science behind this. Yeah, it's kind of how I'm like a person where I would say that. I'm a fair, fairly good balance when it comes to masculine, feminine, where I'd be like, I'm, I'm like, I need logical facts for things, but I'm also kind of open to the magic in life. But sometimes in order for me to believe things, I kind of do need like the science-based stuff behind it. And when it comes to energy, it's actually legit, yeah? So that's why I'm fully a believer in all this stuff. Um, it's probably more of a new thing. I've only been looking at kind of energies in the last five years, but I'm a massive believer that your energy affects your health. So what I'm referring to here is healing and trauma. Now we've all been, everybody here has been hurt in the past. Some of you have been, you know, maybe just kind of little things, but some of you have been through really tough things. Yeah. Which have, really caused you a lot of trauma um basically what happens is that through um usually childhood yeah things happen and it affects us so something happens in our life some bad event or some event that happens and it's like shapes our life so it's really important that we 
take time to heal from past trauma. And, you know, we, a lot of the time we have this kind of like this stuck energy inside us, this negative, bad, dark, whatever, whatever type it is, energy inside us that hasn't been released from the past, from our childhood. So you need to work on letting this go. And, you know, a healing is a, for me personally, healing's a continual process, yeah, because there's always little things that happen from day to day, you know, week, month, month, that like the little things that kind of cause small traumas. But there's major events for most of us that have happened through a childhood. They need to be healed. So I think for me personally, some things that I went through and nothing extreme yet. It's just like, you know, well, you know, decent, but nothing really extreme. Um, I probably spent, I would say, I would say four to five years actually like working on healing childhood stuff. Yeah. Now I feel when it comes to my healing through that, a lot of it I'm fairly good with now. Um, but you know, with yourself, if you've been through something and you haven't spent the time to, to heal from that, that would be probably one of the most important things that I would be focusing on moving forward in your life. Yeah is healing and whatever that means. Like, okay, Luke, what do I do to heal? Well, you've just got to like go on a quest and a journey. And that may mean for you that you meet someone, that you do seminars and workshops and you get spiritual healings and you get acupuncture. Like literally there's no one straight. It's like you just going on this weird journey, being open to it and going, you know what? i got this stuff here and I want to, I want to heal from it. And you just find a way. Um, I've just done so many things over the years that have helped and every, it wasn't like one key thing did it. Yeah. So if you're expecting that, Hey, if I just go do a Reiki session, I'm going to be healed for life. If that works for you. Awesome. For me, it's like multiple things. Yeah. It's just like a stage and a journey and slowly I just let go and released things over stages. So that would be the first thing. Next thing is um, letting go of anger and hate. You could say that this is to do with the mind, yeah? I feel it's an energy point of view. We've all got people in our life that have let us down, pissed it off, pissed, pissed us off, and we've got this anger inside us and hate. There's one person in the world that knows about holding under anger and hate. It's me. I, hate, I grew up hating my sister um, for a long, long time. How long? I let it go. I let it go when I was 31, I believe. So that was four years ago, but I held on to it for probably 15, 16, 17 years. And I'm talking intense anger and hate. Yeah. As in, there's a point in my life where I wanted my sister to die, like legitimately wanted her to die. As in, I was hoping that she would. That's how much I hated her. Um, and me going through life, holding on to this hate and anger was like, it, you cannot move on. You cannot move on and be fully connected to your heart when you're holding on to this hate and anger. And I, maybe, I've, maybe you've heard that before, but I know with me is my life completely changed when I let this shit go with my sister. Completely changed. Basically, I had all this anger and hate, not going to go into the story, had all this anger and hate, and someone told me that... If you're going to wait and sit around and wait for you know her to come and say sorry and apologize, then you could be waiting the rest of your life. You can't control that. What you can control is yourself. What you can, can do, what you can do, Luke, is actually go up to her and ask her to forgive you. And I'm like, why the fuck would I ask her to forgive me? She's done this. She's done that. She's done that. She's done that. And they're like, well, if you want to be released from this, you can't control her. You can control yourself. So you can go up to her and ask her to forgive you. And I did this when I was about 31 years old. Still remember the, um, the moment doing it. It was one of the most, probably, probably the most powerful moment of my life. I basically said, hey, look, sis, I just want to, you know, we've had, We've had our past history. Like, I just want to say sorry. I just want you. I just want to. I want you to forgive me for being a really shit, unsupported brother. As soon as I did that, fifteen odd years of 
hate, anger, tension dropped off my shoulders. Gone. And I just felt this energy leave my body. Literally leave my body, yeah? No heal, no like, no, no spiritual guide here or anything like that. No crazy practice. Just actually me basically saying sorry and say, and please forgive me. Probably the most, yeah, magical mode of my life. And then the, here's the weird thing from that is that my life changed from that moment. Why? Because, because I had all this anger and hate inside me basically shut off my ability to connect with my heart yeah and if you're not connecting to your heart you're never going to be your true self so what will happen is when you're not being your true self you'll be hanging around the wrong people you'll be probably in the wrong relationships you'll be in the wrong career you won't be doing the things that you want to do You just won't be being the person that you want to be, yeah? So as soon as I let all this go, my life changed. And I got into coaching. I knew I was always meant to help people and coach, yeah? But I never did it. It's always like I've got a passion in helping people and personal development and all this stuff, but I still didn't do it. Why? Because I was too scared to go out there and be myself and be who I wanted to be. But yeah, as soon as I did this, I got into coaching, started my business. Here I am talking on this podcast, yeah. Courtney and I's relationship uh, got even deeper. Um, Yeah, I mean, like we used to have mad arguments, yeah, like verbal arguments. Like we just, not not saying we don't argue anymore, but this outburst and shit like we used to have doesn't happen anymore. Um, my, I used to be known with my mates that when I used to get pissed, drink alcohol, I used, when I was younger, I used to drink myself and get fucked up so much that I would basically some, like, you know, a switch would go off of me and I'll try and bash all my mates. That never happens anymore. Never, (laughs) never happens anymore. I can drink and I'm cool. Like I don't drink and go fucking crazy or anything like that and drink and I'm, I'm all good. And that all came from just me dropping the anger and hate. Um, I'm putting some emphasis into this point because I know like there's a good chance that, uh, you know, you've probably got someone that you're hating on right now or you've got this anger towards. Maybe it's a family member or an ex-partner or a friend or something like that. And it's your choice, yeah? It's your choice whether you hold on to it or not. And I don't know your story. Maybe you're justified on ha- holding on to that hate and anger. All I can say is from my experience is me letting go of my anger and hate was the uh, probably the best decision of my life, legitimately. So you got a choice to either hang on to it or let it go and be free. Um, So one last thing that I do is I get a yearly energy cleanse. So I go to like a, um, um, I go to like an energy healer and I get them to go over and do like, I've got like a a shamanic healer and they do that all. I don't even know what they're doing, but they're doing like all this energy stuff and weird stuff. Yeah. Like they're getting drums out and banging on your chest and blowing the air. And I'm just like, whatever. (laughs) What I'm not going to get deep with this stuff, but like I'm just like a believer that hey, we hold on. So, so for example, I, I got a uh, my yearly energy cleanse um, at the start of January, and I had felt from going through lockdown, I felt that I'd really take because there's so much bad energy going around with lockdown, yeah, and especially with people and everything's going on. I just felt that I'd really taken on a lot of bad energy from everyone. So I said to my healer, I said, I've, I've got this bad energy inside me, kind of making me a little anxious and I just want it released. So an hour and a half session and then some weird stuff going on and boom, feeling good. And I've noticeably, like as in noticeably since that session, I've noticeably how much better I feel. 
I'm taking more action in my business. I've done things in my life that I wouldn't have done prior to that session. It really just unlocks your potential. Huge, huge, huge. All right, so they're the three. What you're putting in your body, what you're putting into your mind, and your energy. Um, so just to, out of this session here, if there's anything that stood out for you, just give it a go. Like I'm, like, I'm, like I'm not saying take on every single thing because that's me and I'm not expecting you to be me. But if there's something that maybe I'm doing here that you're not doing, then give it a go. What do you got to lose? But when it comes to health, one thing that I will mention is that the three areas are important. What you're putting into your body what you're putting into your mind and the energy that you're holding. And if you want to be healthy AF, you've got to be aware of those three things. Can't just be eating amazingly. Yeah. But you're watching the news and you're living in a state of fear and you're speaking to people. Every single conversation you have with people is about scary shit and the world ending. And I, and you're sharing social media videos about, you know, just bad stuff and you're interacting with people and it's all hate stuff. It's not going to, it's just going to put you in a state of stress. So it's about these three areas, body, mind, and energy working together to create health. Hey there, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page.